Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Again, if you're new, my name is Stephanie. I'm a homeschool mom of two girls, and I'm going to be starting a series this week of homeschool how-tos. So in my first episode today, um, I'm going to try to get out a couple of podcasts this week. I have four in total. Our first one here is going to be how to get started homeschooling. Stick around. I think you're going to like the conversation. Okay, guys, so let's get right into it. So today's episode is how to get started homeschooling. I'm going to get into that in just a second, but I have to tell you guys, if you're not living in Wisconsin right now, I'm just so baffled. I have to share this. So yesterday it was like 80 degrees. So for the last like five days or so, it's been 80, like 80 degree upper seventies, 80 degrees. I thought my husband was joking this morning when we got up and he said, do you know it's supposed to snow today, right? And I I would laughed at first and then I saw that he had a straight face. And then I was a little disturbed because I looked outside and it was snowing. It's 32 degrees right now and it's been snowing for the last like five hours. I I just can't anymore with, (laughs) with Wisconsin. It's just the weather is insane. Okay. So I had to share that. Anyways. Let's get into it today. So if you wanted to start homeschooling, where should you start? I know that people who think about homeschooling, they really get overwhelmed with all of the things. So I'm going to give you five, six or so tips today um, about just where to get started. So if you're interested in homeschooling, here are a few places that I would recommend starting. So first thing you're going to do is you're going to research the homeschooling laws in your state. Every state has different laws and regulations, so it is essential to understand what your state requires regarding curriculum, attendance, testing, and record keeping. Um, These kind of things can be deal deal breakers for some parents as far as, you know, what's required. So if you want to know um, what your state requires, you can do a quick Google search. Um, check out my blog um, on how to get started homeschooling. There's a link there. Um, it has links to different um, states and what their homeschooling requires. And, you know, some laws require uh, a certified teacher to be either teaching your child or overseeing your homeschool. Um, some states have to submit um, portfolios. Some states have to um, require testing for homeschoolers, just like they do public school. So, you really want to check into that and um, see see what your state requires. Wisconsin is pretty awesome. They require a, a potentially attendance, and you sign a form that says that you're agreeing to teach them, you know, these things, and that's that's pretty much it. That's a wrap. So, I, I really appreciate the homeschool laws here we we have here in Wisconsin. It's pretty awesome. Um, so your second step here really is to think about how you want to homeschool. So you've researched your state laws and you're ready to go. How do you want to do this? There are so many different approaches to homeschooling. Um, There's traditional, there's unit study styles, there's like Charlotte Mason style. Unschooling is really popular right now. There's so many more options. So you can kind of research and uh, see what might work best for your family Um, your learning style, your child's learning style, 
you know, how you like to teach and your really your goals for homeschool. Um, and, and I would just pause here and I just want to say one of the biggest things, it's kind of a bonus for you. Um, I always heard people talk about like, um, having a homeschool motto or mantra or, you know, like a, your homeschool vision or, you know, your motto for homeschooling or what your purpose is. And I would say, really, really think about that. Um, I've decided that, that our homeschooling model motto is basically, um, God first learning second. And I want to cultivate children who want to learn, who who are excited to learn about different things, and who will continue to learn their whole life um, and, and enjoy learning. But God first. Um, you can't get that in public school. You can't. That, And that's not why everybody homeschools. Everybody homeschools for lots of different reasons. But whenever someone tries to, whenever someone makes a comment or you know, like kind of says, well, that's kind of dumb or, you know, whatever. And, and not everybody's going to agree with you. And I'm okay. I have thick skin. I can, I can take all the comments and we can disagree and I can still be your friend and move along. That's not a big deal to me. But my reason for homeschooling is God first. Um, and I have to remember that because as I heard another mom say one time, my goal for homeschooling my children is to get them to heaven, not necessarily to Harvard. So that's just, I'm just throwing that out there. You have to, you have to really think about why you want to do this, what your reasoning is, and then just stick to that. So you can come back to it every time somebody says, why would you want to do that? Or I don't think you can handle doing that. You're, you've got so many things going on or, you, you know, you're not a teacher. How can you teach? Or, well, because my primary goal is to teach my children about God and to be a good Christian and to be a good person first, and then we're going to learn all the other things. So back to learning styles. So, you know, you can also dig into when you've got your motto, you've got your mantra, you can dig into your learning styles. Do you want to unschool? Do you want to, um, you know, do more of a Charlotte Mason style learning? Um, do you want to really do a traditional, um, a Becca kind of homeschooling setup, pretty traditional. You have all your subjects and, you know, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of online schooling options that are pretty traditional. Um, my one thing that I would say though, is when you're digging into all of this, um, it's okay if you don't know anything about these learning styles at first, you know, everybody always recommends starting with de-schooling first. De-schooling means basically this is a new, this is new for you and for your children. So you want to get them into a new routine of just being at home every day and, you know, what your expectations are for them. Start out with that first. You know, if you want your children up by 8 a.m., you want them to make their beds, do a couple of chores and, and, you know, then they can come to the table and you'll start school. You need to, you need to give them that expectation. Um, so just, just start by getting them in a routine at home first and then adding in school into their home life. That's really what 
homeschooling is about. It's about learning at home. It's not doing public school at home. It's learning at home. So, and and you know how your child learns best. So when you're looking through these learning styles, you know, you can really figure out how your child learns best and what might work best for them. And always it's okay to change it. Um, and again, if you, if you want an explanation, explanation, excuse me, of some different learning styles, you can check out uh, my blog on how to get started homeschooling. And there's a link there. It explains different, you know, different learning styles like unschooling and Charlotte Mason. So my third tip here is, you know, you're going to determine your curriculum. So depending on your state laws, you may need to follow a particular set of standards. Um, and, and that's what, you know, you're going to use to research and choose curriculum that aligns with, you know, your state standards, your child learning style, and, and how it's going to be easiest for you to teach. You know, I do know some people work from home full time and, you know, they need more of an open and go, or maybe if you're at home and you need to work, you want your children to be able to work independently while, you know, looking into something like time for learning or Mia Academy or, um, power homeschool. Those are completely online curriculum options where your child is doing their own thing while you can do your own thing. Um, that's another option for you. So, you know, you can research and choose a curriculum that works best for you guys. Um, some great options for unit studies style are like gather round, um, campfire curriculums. There's also a ton of like unit studies on like teacherspayteachers.com. If there's a certain topic that you know your kids want to learn about and but you don't want to have to make up an entire lesson plan. Um, I know the good and the beautiful has a really cool um like US government option. So those are just some some different options for you. And I think the good and the beautiful awful excuse me also offers um like their marine biology um, lesson for free and you can just go download it. That way you can get a feel of like how they have their unit studies are and if you like them. So again, um, you don't have to make up these lesson plans yourself. If you decided to do like unit studies, you know, people do things differently and we can chat in another episode about like what I do and what I feel like works best for us. But, um, you have to kind of really figure out what, what flows well in your life. And that's something that you're just going to have to learn along the way. And it's okay to change. Just remember, it's okay to change it if it's not working. So tip number four here is to create a schedule. Really, like I said, going back to, you know, your kids are getting in a new routine being at home every day, all day. And so are you. So creating that daily or weekly schedule that works for your family you know, include time for your academics, your extracurricular activities, you know, add some breaks in there, see how your day flows and where your kids might need a break. Because really, I think structure is key. Even if it's a very loosely structured day, um, it's still going to give both you and your child an expectation, an idea of like of what to expect, or you're setting that expectation for them. You know, we're going to do this first and I expect this to be done before we do this and this. Um, you know, that's, that's really something that I think everybody should start out with because, um, just like at, if you're at work, you know, what is your expectation, you know, and then you can meet those expectations if you know what they are. It's just like your kids need to know that also, you know, 
I expect my children, when they get up in the morning, they're allowed to watch TV. May not always be the best idea, but that seems like that works okay for us. So they are allowed to do that. And then they know when mom has breakfast, it's time to sit down. We turn the TV up and we're starting our day. Um, that That's kind of just how it works best for us. Because mostly you guys, I'm not a morning person. So really, if I can have my own little time to wake up in the morning and drink some coffee while they chill and watch a show, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, so number five, <clears throat> number five <clears throat> here, I would say is, is pretty crucial for us, I think. Um, and that's connecting with other homeschoolers. And you may be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know anybody. And I don't like people. Okay, well, I will say, <laughs> when you are at home with your children all day, and you are homeschooling them, you're going to need some kind of other adult conversation. And that way, you're not necessarily, you know, overloading on your spouse when they come home from work either. So, you know, look into joining a homeschool group or a co-op or connect or just connect with other families to get support, you know, other families offer really great resources. Other moms have great ideas. You know, hey, how do you meal plan? Or, you know, hey, what's, I'm really struggling with some lunch ideas. You know, what do you guys usually do? Or, you know, can I motivate my children with food to do math? Hey, sometimes we say cookie math in our house. You get to eat cookies while you do math. Literally works every time. That's a free one for you. So, you know, Trying to, trying to connect with other homeschool moms. I think it's really good. Um, one of our friends, good friends, bless her heart, she has lots of little ones. And Fridays, she's decided on our nature walk days. And she's in. she just invites all of the hordes of us mothers and all of her children to come to her house and walk through their woods. Bless you, Brittany. Thank you for letting us do that. Um, but you know what? It's very simple. It's not formal. And our kids love it. They really do. Um, it, it, it's a blessing for her. For her to just do that with us is pretty awesome. And we really appreciate that. Um, we, especially when it's nice. You know, she says, hey, pack a lunch and we'll walk through the woods. And, and we do. And my kids, my kids have had a blast doing that. So I would say if there's not a homeschool group or, or co-op or anything in your area, start one. Just say, hey, every Friday... Um, afternoon, we're going to meet at the park here and the kids are going to play and us moms can chat. And it's literally just time to be outside. There are so many benefits of being in outside in nature, psychologically, um, for your children, especially those children who struggle with attention, attention things, you know, um, ADHD. If you look into it really, being outside in nature is very helpful um, for our mental health. So two more here quick for you. So number six, establish a record-keeping system. This is something that I don't know why, but it kind of fell in the back burner when I started homeschooling. So keeping track of your child's progress and attendance and any other like relevant information that might be required by your state or your you know, for homeschooling is, is important. And again, it's also important to know what your state requirements are of you. You know, some states, I think it's Florida that, um, they require a portfolio and they want to review it. And 
you have to have that all set up and ready to go. Um, I do think that having, for me, having like a portfolio set up on the computer is super helpful. Helpful. Trello, Trello boards. I mean, to plan homeschool, your homeschool day, or um, keeping track of your, like what you're doing, your attendance, any of that. I think that's really cool. I've seen some moms do some great things. Um, Also, using Microsoft OneNote is a really great thing. I've seen some other moms do. Um, I know you've heard me talk about her before, but Jessica over at the Waldock Way on YouTube, she has a video. There's a link in my blog, how she uses OneNote to keep her daughter's portfolio together. And literally at the end of the school year, she like scan some of her artwork and work and she like uploads it into the portfolio. Really cool. So you can check that out um, if you want to see, get some ideas. Um, Number seven, this is my last one I will say is stay flexible. Homeschooling allows for a great deal of flexibility and just be willing to adjust your schedule your kids' curriculum as you need to. Because what really the goal here is for you to meet your child's needs, their learning needs. But not only their learning needs, like their emotional needs, their social needs, like, and if something's not working for your child, if they are really throwing a fit, if they have completely checked out on the math lesson because you've been trying to do the same problem for 20 minutes, they're done. They are mentally done. They're not learning anything at that point. And you're both frustrated. There's no learning taking place. So stop, take a break, pick it up tomorrow. Give her a brain break, come back in an hour and and come back to it. You know, Obviously, there are things that we need to learn, and there are hard things we need to learn, and explaining to our children, you know, things have, things require effort. You know, we have to use our brain. That's how our brain grows, is hard things and us thinking, you know, problem solving, critical thinking, but sometimes our kids are just done, and we need to just understand they're little people, and they have emotions, and sometimes they're just done, like we are. So just to kind of wrap it up for you guys, thanks for listening today. You know, I know homeschooling is a significant commitment that requires time and effort and dedication, but you know, with the proper planning and preparation and it it can be very rewarding and successful. There are so many successful homeschool um, stories that I've heard about lately. I've just kind of blown away to be honest with you. Um, And the experience is what you make it. You know, you can make homeschooling as fun or as boring as you want it to be. It's really, it's really all up to you. And that's, that's great. And I know within the freedom there is within the homeschool realm, it it can be overwhelming too, but use your resources, guys. There's Pinterest, there's YouTube, there's podcasts, there's blogs, there's all kinds of things to really help you and get in a flow and just find what works best for you. And it might take you a year. The first year homeschooling was the hardest year for me. I was like, I cannot do this. She is totally doesn't want to do this. Like 
She hated reading. And that was a huge thing for me. Like my daughter hated reading. Now she loves it. And I am so proud that she's that way now, that she likes reading. And shout out to Mary Pope Osborne and all the Magic Treehouse books because I think my daughter really decided she really loved being involved in these stories and hearing these stories and realizing that books are full of these awesome adventures. And she is now an avid reader. So um, really, homeschool is what you make it. You know, add in field trips, add in extra experiences. You know, if you can make it relevant to what you're learning about, if you're learning about dinosaurs and there's a really awesome dinosaur museum around the corner from your house, go to it. You know, if you're learning about animals and you have a cool zoo, go to the zoo. If you're learning about reptiles, go to a cool reptile place, like go to a a reptile expo or something, you know, and it, it takes effort and commitment, but it is a really awesome and rewarding experience. Um, I will say one last thing, um, just throwing this out there. When we first started homeschooling, um, I, I personally, in my childhood, never been to like Broadway plays and my husband was really big in drama in high school. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. We had gone to a couple of Broadway plays and I just thought it was so much fun. And it's amazing. You know, it captures your attention and just a really cool form of art. Um, if you don't know anything about me, I'm very artsy. Um, so I decided that I'm going to take my children to Broadway plays. We're going to go to performances at the Overture Center and the Children's Theater in Madison. And I'm just going to immerse them in theater because I think it's so cool. And it was one of those things that I didn't get to do a lot of. I also didn't get to go camping a lot when I was a kid, but um, we're all about the camping now. So thank you guys for listening today. I hope this was helpful to you and uh, that you got something out of it. that's a wrap for my episode today, guys. Again, like I said, I hope you got something good out of it. Um, feel free to check out the blog. It does have some extra links in there for some different resources for you. And, um, look forward to my next, um, series, how to, in this how to series. Um, my next podcast is going to be how to talk to your spouse about wanting to homeschool. So stick around for that one. That's going to be interesting. Mike is going to join me for this conversation. So you get to hear Mike and I chatting together um, about when I first brought up homeschooling and, and how that conversation went and how he feels about it now. So stick around for that and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.